Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, EJ Holland, thanks for joining me on your Wednesday night. As always, if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine, you can subscribe right now for $10 until next football season. So that's $10 for insider recruiting information, team information, and our great message board community. The Fort, all for $10 until next football season. I believe that's August. So um, yeah, 10 bucks is pretty cheap. So sign up. Uh, we're going to go about 30 minutes, guys. It's Michigan, Michigan State Week, so should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to getting to your questions. Uh, since we are going half an hour, if you want to make sure that your question is answered, make sure to get in with a super chat. Your super chat money helps me travel around the country to see different recruits. That is what that money goes towards, uh, as opposed to big corporations. And look at that. We already have big super chat here two dollar super chat from hammers la and he says which michigan commits should we worry about flipping um actually most of michigan's commits have been pretty solid man like um not a lot of guys have been looking around or taking other visits there was a little buzz 
earlier in the week in regards to Eno Etta. Etta is Michigan's highest rated commit in the class. Um, I just saw him over the weekend and he absolutely dominated the competition. Uh, you see our producer, uh, Hutch just brought it up. Uh, Hutch, I mean, Etta is rated as the number 117 overall prospect in the country. So imperative that Michigan keeps him in a class that doesn't have that many highly rated guys to begin with. Um, but like I said, Anna was, Anna was dominant uh, when I saw him on Friday night. He doesn't play the best competition in Texas. I know when you see Texas, you might automatically be like, oh man, he's from Texas. Um, but he doesn't play the best competition out there. Uh, but he does what he needs to do at that level. And again, that's completely dominate. And Edna fits kind of that Mike Morris role, as does Collins Anchenpom. Both are big edge rushers. Um, obviously, Anchenpom being taller, but Edna is that big, thick, six foot four and a half, 260 pounds. I mean, he's really well built in his lower and upper halves. Um, but anyway, he visited TCU. Over the weekend, obviously, that is the hometown program. Uh, Etta's not very far away from Fort Worth. TCU is doing really, really well on the field. They have a great recruiting staff as well. But I'm not too worried there. Um, you know, from talking to NO, from talking to sources close to the Michigan program, doesn't seem to be a lot of concern. I mean, it's, it's a 20-minute drive for him. Uh, but some of the things that makes me, you know, less concerned is that Eno is a very high academic kid. Uh, TCU is not an amazing school. It's generally okay. Um, he really values what Michigan can offer him off the field. And he's not a true Texas kid. Eno's a, a guy that was born in Seattle. He lived in Florida. Then he lived in Africa before uh, moving to Texas closer to when he enrolled in high school. So, uh, not being a true Texas kid, I think, helps as well. Uh, overall, I think that his commitment to Michigan is pretty solid. Again, not really worried about it. I'll have a story up on Anno uh, tomorrow where he talks about being firm to the Wolverines. He is actively recruiting others to join him in the class. Um, and outside of Anno, I, I, again, don't really see a ton of flip candidates. Uh, everybody has been pretty locked in with their commitment. Let's go ahead and go to um, Blue Monster, who is uh, the growth path on YouTube. And he asks, will Charles Jagasaw be at the game on Saturday? Is he rock solid for Notre Dame or is he in play? So for those that don't know, Jagasaw is a five-star offensive tackle out of the state of Illinois, the number uh, one offensive tackle in the country per on three and number six overall player. So on three, uh, the highest on him out of all the recruiting services. Um, you know, we're not really going to talk about guys that are committed elsewhere coming in, um, unless it's public information, but I will say that there has been some contact. Uh, I definitely wouldn't rule, uh, Jagu saw out as you guys know, if you followed his recruitment, Michigan finished second it there uh notre dame was obviously the team that won out but he did enjoy his official visit to michigan obviously michigan's doing well this season uh the offensive line won the joe moore award last year sharon moore is a magnetic recruiter uh he does fit the notre dame profile a little bit more but notre dame has struggled on the field so yeah i would say there there could be something there i would 
keep an eye out for him. Uh, let's go ahead and go over to Michigan Wolverine. It is hard to pick a school, but it seems he is holding out for something better. If Jaden Davis doesn't commit after this game, Michigan needs to start offering other quarterbacks and seriously consider moving on. So the Jaden Davis situation has definitely been um, a bit of a, a touchy one. I actually just got a text uh, from uh, a friend that uh, that said, how many times is Jaden Davis going to pay to go to Michigan before he commits? Um, and I just found that funny just because, yeah, he keeps on visiting. He has not pulled the trigger. Obviously, he was on campus earlier this fall for the game against Hawaii. He visited twice in the summer. So this will be his fourth time back in like five months. Um, five or six months. So yeah, I mean, he's visiting consistently. He is the number one overall guy on Michigan's board for next cycle. They are making him really the only quarterback target, right? They've offered guys like Michael Van Buren at St. Francis, but haven't communicated as much. They brought in Isaac Wilson uh, for an unofficial visit last weekend, but opted not to offer. So all their eggs are in the Jaden Davis basket. I mean, they're going to push to close with him, they'd love to have him in the class as soon as possible. He can obviously be a leader for 2024, but even in these late stages in 2023, I think he could help potentially attract some skilled players, specifically wide receivers, which Michigan still has a need for this cycle. Um, I don't think you completely move on from uh, Jaden Davis if he does not commit this weekend. I think that is the hope. But I do think you need to start making contingency plans. I don't think the all your eggs in one basket approach worked with Dante Moore, obviously. And I'm not sure it would have that much of an effect if Michigan decided to pursue some other quarterbacks. I mean, some of the other schools he's considering or basically all the other schools he's considering are recruiting other quarterbacks. And I mean, you're the University of Michigan. I don't think you need to be held hostage uh, by a recruit as talented as Jaden is, as much, uh, you know, as many resources that, they, that they've spent on him. I do believe that if he does not commit on this visit, they absolutely need to start offering other quarterbacks. It does not mean you move on from Jaden Davis. It doesn't even mean that you don't make him the top guy. Uh, but I think more active conversations with a guy like, Van Buren, who I just mentioned, offering Isaac Wilson, uh, who paid his own way to visit Michigan. I think that would definitely uh, be a start. I am not uh, not a fan of the all your eggs in one basket approach. I mean, it didn't work with Dante, and I doubt that it would hurt if they told Jaden Davis, hey, man, we need to be making some other plants here as well. So I actually think it could potentially help push Jaden Davis towards maybe making a decision and you look at some of these other you know programs georgia was considered the biggest threat they just took a quarterback in 2024 alabama is continuing to evaluate him they're not making a huge push um he was supposed to visit penn state last weekend did not um North Carolina has kind of dropped off since hosting him for their season opener. And so the, the biggest competition here appears to be Clemson and even Clemson might not be all in on Jaden Davis. They are very much in the uh, recruitment of DJ Lagway, who is a highly touted signal caller out of Texas. So, yeah, I mean, there's no reason in my mind that Michigan shouldn't be recruiting other quarterbacks, especially if he doesn't commit this weekend. But again, the hope is that they can close um, 
this weekend. So as I said, guys, at the top of the show, we're going to be here for about 30 minutes. If you want to make sure that your question gets answered, make sure to hop in with a super chat. That money goes towards my travel budget. It allows me to see recruits across the country. We are at about 10 minutes, so we got 20 minutes to go. Um, Let's go ahead and go to Haven Harris. Are you feeling good about any surprise visitors? You mentioned in one of your posts in the fort that you would announce you would announce any surprises the day of the game. Yeah, if there are surprises, I will announce them the day of the game. I will be on the field at the big house, so I will tweet out some photos of any surprise visitors. I do think you could see one or two. Uh, definitely feeling good about that number for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to another question from Haven. And he asked, are there any late risers in the 23 classic quarterback that Michigan should take a pass at? Um, not really. I mean, look, the, uh, the focus again is fully on Jaden Davis as much as fans want Michigan to look at other quarterbacks. Uh, you know, as much as it makes sense to look at other quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, personally, I would, look at a guy like Cincinnati commit Brady Drogosh, but right now Michigan's just fine going all in on Davis in 24. So I think the guy at quarterback, this cycle is already in the class, Kendrick Bell. Um, so I know Kendrick Bell is taken as an athlete and not as a quarterback, but I had a story up on him yesterday and he basically said Jim Harbaugh is going to give him a shot to play some quarterback before they try him out at other positions. So uh, he's a straight up athlete. He definitely has a ton of work to do from a mechanical standpoint. Um, but I think that's your guy. I think they're fine taking an, a project and that's back to back classes with projects. I mean, the last cycle you had Jaden Denegal, who, you know, was, was arguably the lowest rated commit in the class. And then you had Alex Orgy, who, obviously can do a lot of different things um, and it has some upside. And, and now you have Kendrick Bell, who also can play some different positions, potentially wide receiver. Ron Bellamy was really involved on his visit, as was Matt Weiss. Uh, but I also think he could play some corner. He has the the height and the length to play that position as well. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't really see any 2023 quarterbacks coming up, to be honest. Um it is what it is at this point. That is Michigan's strategy, which is going all in for Jaden Davis. Um, Tyler Bootsa asked Nicholas Harbor update. Yeah, man, there's just not going to be a ton with Nicholas Harbor. He has uh, consecutive Saturday games. Um, obviously, if you guys follow Michigan recruiting, you know Nicholas Harbor here is the number one athlete in the country um, out of Washington, D.C., Archbishop Carroll. Um, like I said, he has consecutive Saturday games, so he's not really going to be a guy that's traveling out to games, and he's waiting to make his other official visits in December so right now, over the next month, you're just not going to have a lot of movement with Nicholas Harbor. Like, I was thinking about going to see Nick next weekend. And it's like, what am I going to get out of it other than get, giving you guys some clips of Harbor running around on the field? In terms of actual news, nothing's really going to change with his recruitment. I might as well go get another look at Evan Link, who is committed. Um, 
again, I just don't think there's going to be much uh, shaking with Harbor. Um, this month is going to be very, very quiet for him as he finishes out his senior season. And then I think his recruitment will really heat up in December. That's when we'll start seeing a lot of movement. Will he come back to Michigan for an unofficial visit? Which schools will receive those uh, final OVs? We know LSU will be one. I think Georgia is sneaking up as a contender there. I think Miami is another school. In the race to receive an OV, will he actually make a decision in December? Will he take it to the late signing period? Again, a lot of Harbor's race will be decided in the winter as opposed to now. So the next several weeks, I just don't expect much. Uh, I, I mean, Harbor's keeping in contact with coaches. Michigan's hitting him up on a weekly basis. He has great relationships with Harbaugh, Bellamy, Grant Newsome, etc. This has been an entire staff effort, but you're not really going to see those Harbor storylines until we get into the actual winter time. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to Kevin. He says, why aren't highly rated five-star uh, high four-star offensive linemen and running backs beating down the door or beating down Michigan's door? Um, offensive line was particularly strange. It definitely wasn't a lack of effort on Sharon Moore's part. He's historically been a very, very re good recruiter at Michigan. Um, I think more early this cycle uh, had a lot on his plate, assuming the co-offensive coordinator responsibilities, just being the offensive line coach in general, having a newborn child away from the field. So I think that set him back a little bit, but you know, he's really turned it around. Look, I mean, they've got Evan Link, who I think is a top 150 player nationally. They have Amir Herring, who's a four-star in-state prospect, and they have some big official visitors coming in this weekend. I mean, Moore's put together a really talented group. You have DJ Chester on 300 prospect. You have uh, Caleb Lemieux, Top 100 prospect. You have Spencer Fano on 300 prospect. All three of those guys will be on campus. Not to mention that, you know, last week you had Taliafi Ta'ala, uh, consensus four-star prospect out of Utah, come in for an unofficial visit. So I think a slow start to offensive line recruiting uh, was a bit disappointing, but Moore has a chance to really close strong here as we get towards the end of the cycle. Running backs is, is also a little weird, um, but I think, that has more to do with Mike Hart's approach. Uh, he's very comfortable taking guys early, taking guys that really fit his mold. Um, obviously, I, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Benjamin Hall take that early. I think CJ Stokes was a fine take that could outplay his rankings, but you'd want to see uh, Michigan land those elite level backs. So I think Cole Cabana was a very nice land early, but it's not like Michigan faced a ton of competition. It's great that he's really blossomed as a senior. And I love Cole as an athlete. I think he can do a ton of different things. I don't even view him as a pure running back. I see him as just a really valuable offensive weapon, but um, I think Hart just needs to um, get in on guys earlier uh, not necessarily settle for less. Uh, I think, you know, with Hart's ability as a coach and a talent developer, if he were to get in some of those highly touted backs, then, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit there. So I just want to see more uh, from Mike Hart on the recruiting trail. So uh, it is a little disappointing that more top backs aren't showing uh, that much interest early on, especially in the 24 class because Michigan already has two backs in 23.
Um, let's go ahead and go down to uh, John Stacy. If Jaden Davis had Michigan and Georgia as his top two, then it shouldn't take much longer. Uh, yes and no. I mean, again, I'm not dismissing Clemson. I do think Clemson is a legitimate threat here. Um, from talking to those around the Michigan program, Clemson is the school that uh, the Wolverines are worried about the most. So uh, you would think it wouldn't take much longer because Jaden Davis has visited on so many occasions because Michigan checks all these boxes because Michigan's made him the top overall target. But I think Clemson is definitely one to watch. And then, you know, I didn't mention it at the top of the show, but Tennessee quietly making a little bit of a surge. You see them second behind Michigan on the recruiting prediction machine. They hosted him for that uh, big win over Alabama. So that was obviously a crazy atmosphere. Uh, I'm not as concerned about Tennessee only because they already have a five-star committed in 23. Um, so I'm not sure if Jaden would want to go behind him, but uh, yeah, I, I would continue to keep an eye on uh, Clemson for sure. Uh, Owen Pastel says, what is your eval on Sean Russ? I know he could play either spot in the secondary. Does that mean he's actually a versatile player? <laughs> Just slow. Um, I haven't watched a ton of Sean Russ. Um, I mentioned this on the board. If you guys don't know, uh, three-star uh, Florida defensive back Sean Russ is making a visit to Michigan next month. He is down to Michigan and Louisville. Um, he's been down on the board for several, several months. I mean, Steve Klinkscale went down to Florida and saw him during the spring evaluation period, and he's kept him on the board. But again, he's been really far down that I haven't really had a chance to take an in-depth look at him. Um, he was considered a Florida State lean, but it seems that Florida State has moved on to other options. So Michigan, not having any commits in the secondary, appears to be circling back to Sean Russ and you look at his rankings and um, you know, not, not a lot there other than rivals has him as a, a four star, but on three twenty four seven and ESPN pretty low on him. Ha they actually have him outside of the top 100 in the Florida state rankings. So yeah, I mean, look, Michigan needs guys in the secondary. I guess it does not hurt to have a guy that's really interested in your program come in for a visit. Um, you know, you'd like to see him land highly touted guys, but, uh, you know, Michigan obviously had a historic secondary hall last cycle. So, um, you know, I think it, it is what it is this, at this point. I think Sean Russ has some upside there. His size is definitely intriguing. Uh, like you said, he could play corner or safety. So we'll see how things kind of develop with him. Uh, well, we have a super chat and it comes from Nick Costin and he says, Michael Van Buren is the best 2024 QB. Everybody knows I love Michael Van Buren. I would personally push for Michael Van Buren as well. Um, he's a baller at Baltimore St. Francis Academy, plays the best competition across the country. And while Van Buren is a little bit on the shorter, he brings a different dimension with his legs. Uh, he's a guy that can extend plays. Um, he can run in the open field. He's ranked as the number 78 overall prospect in the country. Um, he was phenomenal this off season. I saw him on multiple occasions, including the future 50 camp in Florida. 
where I thought he was the best quarterback there, even ahead of uh, five-star Malachi Nelson in 2023. I mean, if Michael Van Buren were two inches taller, he'd be the number one quarterback in the country for sure. Um, even at that height, with, with what he can do with his legs, it's not as big of a concern. Um, and like I said, he faces the best competition nationally. He's put up good numbers. He's looked really good uh, in the film that I've seen from him. I also just like Van Buren's moxie, his attitude, his swagger. There, There's a lot to like about him uh, as a person. And obviously coming from Baltimore St. Francis Academy, that has been a very friendly high school program to Michigan, producing guys like Blake Corum, Nikai Hill, Green, uh, Ayabi Oki, Derek Moore. So yeah, I mean, I if I were Michigan, I would push uh, for Michael Van Buren for sure. Let's go ahead and, and shout out to Nick again for that super chat, guys. We have about 10 minutes left, so if you want your questions to definitely be answered, um, then uh, get in your super chat. Who is visiting for Michigan State this weekend? Uh, Nuber asked. So... <clears throat> In 2023, uh, like I said, you have the big offensive lineman group coming in. Uh, Caleb Lemieux, Spencer Fano, DJ Chester, all on 300 targets, um, all number one priorities for Michigan with Lemieux and Fano being um, tackle targets and Chester being an interior offensive line target. Um you also have Jaron Hamilton coming in for an official visit on 300 wide receiver out of Florida. Interested to see how that one goes. Uh, Michigan's kind of been up and down in terms of interest. Um, and then in 2024, you know, you have a really loaded group there. Uh, we've talked a lot about Jaden Davis. He's bringing his teammate Jordan Ship who I really like three-star wide receiver, I think should be a four-star is one of Michigan's top targets at the uh, wideout position. Uh, Five-star defensive lineman, Justin Scott coming in for a visit. This will be his first visit to Michigan. Uh, he is a big, big priority for the Wolverines in 2024, for sure. Um, you have some talented DBs coming in. Charles Lester, top 100 prospect coming in from Florida. Jacob Odin on 300 prospect uh, from nearby Harper Woods. Uh, you have on 300 linebacker Jeremiah Beasley from uh, Michigan Powerhouse Belleville coming in for an unofficial visit. Really, really like Beasley. He's uh, a top target on the linebacker board early on. So a ton of underclassmen, even extending into 2025. You have uh, two of the best quarterbacks in 25 coming in, or three of the best quarterbacks in 25 coming in. Three top 100 2025 quarterbacks. You have Bryce Underwood um, out of Belleville. You have Ryan Montgomery out of Finley, Ohio. Um, and then you have Cutter Bowley out of Kentucky as well. So it's a pretty stacked visitors list. I'm sure I missed some names there, but um, yeah. Oh, look, we got another super chat. Big shout out to gage parker and he says i want the details on jalen brown so bad i think a lot of people do i think you know thank you for your super chat i will say that um contact hasn't been lost with jalen brown uh i do still think a visit is possible and have thought that since the summer um he visited michigan on several occasions uh you have made a big impression on his father as well um, Jalen obviously has a, a bit of a connection with Desmond Howard being a volunteer assistant at his high school. Uh, so yeah, I think 
there would be even more with Jalen Brown if Michigan had a big time quarterback committed in this class, if the offense opened up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, there's definitely still some contact there. I wouldn't rule out Jalen Brown, uh, five-star wide receiver, or actually looks like he got demoted. Uh, I personally think Jalen Brown's a five-star receiver uh, committed to LSU. Let's go ahead and go down to Zachary Siegel. He wants more on Spencer Fano and Caleb Lemieux. Um, Spencer Fano out of Utah on 300 offensive tackle, like I said, coming in for an OV. He has been to campus in the past for an unofficial visit. Something interesting with Fano is he was slated to make a mission. Um, so it, he would have technically been a 2025 recruit had he been gone for two years on a mission. But he is foregoing the mission. And uh, or it looks like he's foregoing the mission. Don't want to speak for Fano, but it looks like he's foregoing the mission, which means he would come to campus right away. So, um, you know, a lot of people expecting him to stay out west, uh, particularly BYU or Utah. Uh, but Michigan has a secret weapon there. You know, in terms of his faith, the Wolverines went out and landed Andrew Gentry and Gentry obviously being on campus, I think, can connect well. Uh, with Fano Gentry obviously took his two-year mission and then enrolled at Michigan so uh, yeah I think the West Coast schools are considered the favorites again BYU Utah but also Oregon and USC but um, Michigan is a school he's always been interested in like I said he's visited in the past you have Gentry as a valuable weapon and he loves what uh, Sharon Moore has done with the offensive line Lemuse is going to be a little more difficult to land he did come in for the barbecue at the big house um I think USC is the favorite there, but USC has loaded up along the offensive line. Michigan still has a need for tackle. And I do think that the Wolverines can make some movement this weekend uh, with him as well. And it, what's interesting is uh, Fano and Lemieux are good friends. So, um, you know, I'm sure they'll spend a lot of time together on the visit. And you see here on three has them rated as a top 100 prospect nationally. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Leo Gerstein. He says updates on 2023 wide receiver recruiting. Uh, so like I said, Jaron Hamilton coming in for an OV this weekend. Michigan has been kind of up and down with him. Alabama is considered the favorite. If Alabama pushes, I think that's where he'll end up. But Jaron Hamilton, an intriguing prospect out of Florida that can play inside or outside. I think the guy ahead of him on the board, though, is Carmelo English, who made an unofficial visit for the game against Penn State. Consensus four-star out of Alabama. I actually think Michigan has the lead there. Um, he is taking his time, though, and Kentucky is involved. Uh, there are some other SEC schools showing some interest. Remember, he decommitted from Auburn. So I think distance concerns me a little bit with, with Carmelo English. I think if he committed now, it would be Michigan. But he's another guy. You see five foot 5'11", 182 pounds, which is fairly similar to Jared Hamilton uh, as a guy that can play in the slot or out on the outside. Michigan's still looking for a bigger receiver as well. Uh, they offered Chance Fitzgerald out of Tennessee who could potentially make it in this weekend. He's a bigger receiver at, at about six foot three and has been blowing up on the recruiting trail. So uh, they are still mining for bigger wideouts, but in terms of you know standard wideouts, they really, really like uh, Carmelo English. And we'll see if anything 
uh, shakes with Jaron Hamilton uh, on his weekend official visit. Um, and Goboski says, if Jaden Davis commits, I'll subscribe to Michigan's on three site. Well, you should subscribe anyway. It's uh, $10 until next football season. So that's right. $10 until next football season. You should just subscribe now and get all your Intel heading into Michigan, Michigan state. Um, Kevin asks, What's whoa, we had a little bit of a tech glitch. What's going on with linebacker recruiting? Elo doesn't seem to be doing well on the trail. Yeah, it's been kind of tough sledding when it comes to linebacker recruiting. Um, the Wolverines are hosting four star linebacker Arion Carter for an official visit next uh month, but that one's going to be a tough land. You have Hayden Moore on the board who's committed to Nebraska, he's one to watch for sure. I think you need to add somebody to. To, to pair with Samaj Bridgman, who's more of a bigger traditional thumper. But, uh, you know, I think this is a, a weaker cycle for linebackers in general, and there just aren't a ton of options out there. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been disappointing. The good news is there are a lot of 24 linebackers interested early on. Elo's done a good job with the underclassmen. I mentioned Jeremiah Beasley coming in for an unofficial visit this weekend. The Wolverines have hosted guys like Chris Jones, who's an on 300 prospect out of Virginia. Um, another on 300 prospect out of the DMV area is uh, Aaron Childs, who's planning to come in for a visit here soon. Um, Caden Jones is another on 300 prospect out of the Carolinas coming in for a visit soon. So they're in it with some 24 linebackers, but 23 has definitely disappeared been disappointing so far it looks like we have um it looks like we have gone over 30 minutes guys so i'm gonna scroll and see uh what questions are here if you want your question answered make sure to come in with a super chat uh let's go ahead and go to we'll do about two we'll do two more questions all right i'm gonna pick two questions unless someone comes in with a super chat. Um, let's go ahead and go to Michigan mixtapes. He says, does Michigan pass a lot this weekend with MSU secondary being weak and Jaden Davis on campus? I don't think Michigan will necessarily tailor its game plan to uh, impress Jaden Davis, but because Michigan state secondary is so weak, I do think you'll see JJ throw the ball a little bit more, which in turn should impress Jaden Davis. Remember before the season, Jaden said that he wanted to see a more explosive Michigan offense. I think uh, the Hawaii performance from JJ really caught his attention and I would expect JJ to have a big game against Michigan state. So I, I definitely think it'll uh, work out that way. And let's go to Courtney Harper. And he says, great show as usual. Thank you, Courtney. How many offensive linemen do you think will sign? Will we sign another running back? And how many wide receivers will we sign? Also, Underwood or Bowley, in your opinion. So a lot of questions here to close out the show. If you do want a question, this will be the last question I answer. If you want your question to be answered, make sure to send in a super chat before we get out of here. Um, as far as how many offensive linemen, probably four or five. They have two in the class right now, so they'd like two to three more. Um, will we sign another running back? Not looking really likely right now. They might stick with the, the guys they have, but I wouldn't completely rule it out. How many wide receivers? Though well, Michigan has two wide receivers right now, Samaj Morgan and Frederick Moore. 
I do think they add one to two more. Um, and will we, uh, or who's better in your opinion, Underwood or Cutter Bully? I would go with Bryce Underwood, huge arm, huge upside. Um, I think he has an argument as the best quarterback in the country in 2025. All right, guys, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me on Wednesday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's completely free. We're uploading videos every single day on the Wolverine YouTube channel. It does not cost you anything. Get this video to 500 likes. Helps with the algorithm. Helps get us out there. And remember to subscribe to thewolverine.com. Thanks, guys. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.